Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. For the Amazing Truth Minute, uh, today we'll focus on the book of John, chapter 10 and verse 10. And it says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have life more abundantly. I read again. It says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You see, God has a good plan for every one of his children. But the enemy has a blueprint for our destruction. In the scriptures, one of the most well-known names for Jesus is the Good Shepherd. That's John 10 verse 11. Now you see, in biblical times, the role of the shepherd was to uh, was widely known and it was a common knowledge that the sheep were more vulnerable animals who were prone to wander, stubborn, and in need of constant redirection from the shepherd in order to survive. Now in the ancient Near East, it was typical for a shepherd to walk ahead of his sheep to make sure the predators wouldn't invade the flock. The shepherd protected and provided for his flock, sometimes even at the expense of his own life. In the same way, Jesus watches over us as a shepherd protects his sheep. Satan's desire is to inflict destruction, suffering, and loss, but Jesus came so we could have abundant life. And that is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. All right, all right, all right. There you go, there you go, there you go. Welcome back, Kenan. Welcome, welcome, Ezra, welcome. It's it's good to be back. You're long overdue for one. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone told me these weeks were too long, Ezra. I don't know what we're going to do. They say two weeks are long? The week, like uh, we, in between episodes, uh-huh. it's too much. <laughs> we, we need to... <laughs> So Listen, I, 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 I feel their pain, yeah. but it's not the end of the world. <laughs> you can survive for a I week. can survive for a week, right? But, yeah. but on your, no seriousness, you know, uh, whoever will say that, shout out. We appreciate that. It's good for us to hear that. And um, yeah. I think sometimes it's good to keep it that way. You know, people keep get us, used yeah, to it, us, and then yeah, it's like, you, yeah, you wait. It's good to wait. When you wait, that means when some, you're waiting for something good. And also, it gives you time to process. Yes, it gives you yes. time to process, to meditate, to reflect. Uh, welcome back, listeners. Uh, thank you for tuning in again for another episode. Um, we are excited to uh, to pick it up again. To pick it up again, as as we said, uh, this this time around, this season, we want to. Get you all to think and, and you know, think with us because it's one thing to laugh and to talk about these things, but it's another thing when we come together and laugh. So the last two episodes we had Jude, right? Yes, we had Jude, Jude was here sharing his story. I mean, we are not done with Jude. No, 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 no. We are not done. We're not done with Jude. And and, and as I was like we said, if we, have, if we have to travel far to get him to well, yeah, we have to bring him back. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I think finished. listeners 
cannot understand why we say that because yes. you know listening to the podcast is high level mm-hmm. but i think when you start unpacking every pa- every angle of where jude was coming from it was very it was very uh for those of us the knowing the context of the stories behind every aspect of yeah. that mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of gems and that can be a whole season in itself but yeah. but that's for next time thank you for those who listened we we i was just preambling that to say that you it's and i are the uh, guest yeah. today <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so no it's no don't wait there's don't no wait. drum roll for a, a no, guest no, yeah, no, no. you're stuck with us but but but, <laughs> but we have to be intentional to let viewers yeah. or listeners while we are doing this we decided that it's not every time where we want to bring a guest yeah it is intentional it's by design it's not because that we don't want someone but right. we want these these yeah. are those moments where we we pause and actually take a deep dive yes you know we pause and and reflect and we pause and you know uh invite you to think with us right yeah. so this is intentional because i know we are lining up uh, we've lined up some other good guests coming yeah. uh, uh before the next deep dive again but um either the deep dive we, whichever comes first whichever comes. but we when, just want to we, let yeah, you know that yeah. this is intentional when you feel the need to to deep dive to process yes. we will we'll jump in and process because you know these guests come here and they sit here for for 45 minutes each episode yeah. we don't get we don't get the whole story reflections so, yeah, of but it, when yeah. we talk to them backstage yes. we, there's a lot of things that come out of it. so exactly. we want to just take this time to go through it and deep dive and exactly respectively exactly. look process those exactly uh, exactly yeah. mm-hmm. so we want to dive into it uh viewers i mean get, listeners because you're used you're to you're it Ezra, it's <laughs> viewers uh, what are you trying to say <laughs> get listeners because you're used to it yeah. our guest today is kenan <laughs> oh thank you for having me and thank you for coming kenan and our guest today is ezra and thank you for having me <laughs> all right there you have it our topic today is 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 one that is heavy yeah, yeah. it's one that is heavy we want to reflect on heavy and i don't think we'll ever even if we chose to take the entire time Uh, really uh, really understand i want to talk about transitions mm. we want to talk about transition canon yeah. uh, uh, they say that uh, when someone goes through a, a very uh, catastrophic uh, experience in life it it actually um, it, it shapes and sometimes when you think about they, they go to a process of grieving yeah right yeah. and when you think about grieving the thought is always that when someone has died died yeah. right but It doesn't necessarily have to be when someone dies, right? What are some other examples that you know people people can grieve through? You can grieve through a loss of a job, a loss of you a can job, grieve through a loss of a friendship, uh-huh. loss of a marriage, exactly. you know, different Lo- things. You know, so so and and I think it's loss of a like arsenal, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this podcast is going to end. We will not keep up at this rate. Yeah, for example, that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, but that's a not a good about, example yeah. right, of yeah. of what you do to someone who's grieving. But anyways, yeah, having right. said that, like yeah. people think that they grieve only when they lose their loved one. Yeah. People think that they grieve when they lose their 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 their, their, their they bury or or cremate someone. Yeah. Then, yeah. But I think our listeners, someone has lost a job. Mm-hmm. A young person has missed a chance to their favorite college that they intended yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. Or you've lost a friendship. Mm-hmm. The question is how do you go through that process and how do you unpack that? Yeah. Because uh, man if if that hits you from all angles mm-hmm. then it becomes even harder. Yeah. And and is any any type of loss that someone goes through. Mm-hmm. However, uh long whatever length that relationship yes. was it is still a loss, a loss. And it's important because exactly. it, it shaped experiences and you've you know exchanged emotions so yes. it does it means a lot whether it's small uh-huh. look at it small a loss 
is still a loss you know i think i think yes i was going to say something but let's let's stick to let's, this yes, <laughs> having stay, said that right. you know so our listeners you know you've lost something you've gone through a crisis in your life but there's one thing that we've been hearing uh through this podcast and that I yeah. want to reflect on is i don't think if it's a loss or it comes with a loss but it's a transition like the tran- major transitions in life which you know result to majority of our listeners either to be immigrants in a foreign country mm-hmm. and how that transition just affects someone's you know uh, life yeah because when you think about we can go back to iso you know the tra- trying to fit in coming you know Vic- victor you know when you yeah. can come back to jude last week just talking about just moving from exactly. Haiti yeah. and just how that had a big impact on on him and and how he ended who he ended up becoming in the US and so if these these major transitions is it possible canon for them to lead to trauma oh yeah Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Was I don't know if that was a question or uh, That was a question. Yeah. Like is it possible for you to <laughs> yeah. lead to trauma and if so, how so? What, what what comes to mind when you think about that? Because I I think uh, and this is we we are first hand because we are both immigrants. Yes. And I think I wanted to say something before you go to the immigrant perspective is any transition, uh-huh. if you're transitioning from a job, you're uh-huh. transitioning from a new house, yes. changing schools, uh-huh. that in itself destabilizes someone. Mm-hmm. But now on the focus of being an immigrant, I think being an immigrant you're coming you're used to a certain environment uh-huh. you're used to a certain uh, um way of life, life. you know mm-hmm. definitely it's not the same coming from Haiti or coming from Kenya or coming from wherever coming to this country mm-hmm. especially or wherever you go it's mm-hmm. not going to, going to be the same yes. so you go through a process of acclimatizing yourself to the food yeah the weather mm-hmm. the, and that if you the see, people if the people the language the culture if, so if it's not handled well mm-hmm. it could cause trauma Do you think Kenan from the stories we've been hearing that you know uh, and, and I'm going to just call it I'm going to yeah. say that a lot of our guests and a lot of people who have come and a lot of you know cases that you and I have been called to in the community to handle there's a tad bit of of trauma embedded yeah. in that do you think these transitions contribute towards those trauma definitely Ezra could because now look at look at a child mm-hmm. let's say let's give an example of a child mm-hmm. who's coming from uh suddenly somewhere in africa you know yes. and then they come here they're mm-hmm. thrown into school mm-hmm. and from those the the episodes you've had you mm-hmm. know they've all this um the the trauma starts from maybe school the mm-hmm. most the common ones you've seen now you go to school you have to learn the language you have to sit through class you have a different way of dressing you yes. have a different way of how you look mm-hmm. you know itself it's different so it causes trauma mm-hmm. and then building on that mm-hmm. building on that trauma that a child faces someone faces these things from what we've had in the episodes they're not addressed yes they're not you know unpacked yes and then later in life mm-hmm. you know there's you see substance abuse you mm-hmm. come to see the depression the mental health so it it channels down to it and it becomes traumatic so, so some of these things first of all you know you're using a very big word i like when i talk to you in this <laughs> language i feel i feel more educated but what is trauma actually like mm. like in the simple terms like how cuz cuz someone is thinking and saying I have never gone through trauma yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not traumatic you know I I I had a uh, um a simplest definition that I had I don't know which one you have your professional I, I, I think no I think we should just be simple let's keep it let's simple just keep it simple let's come to my level not yeah. to your let's, level no, as a, <laughs> a social worker let's let's keep I, I think I think the the definition that I had is mm-hmm. trauma is a deep mm-hmm. emotional wound yeah like simple So I mean let's let's just have you ever look like for you in your life like like what is like a, a deep emotional wound 
like someone you've had. Yeah, Ezra, and I think you, I can say this because it was in the podcast. Yes. When I when we lost our child, yes. that was a traumatic experience. Exactly. That's a deep emotional wound or a disturbance, according to my my definition, was a disturbing experience. Okay. So that in itself, a disturbing experience. A disturbing I like experience. that. I like that. It's a disturbing experience, and then you mentioned it. It's an emotional wound. It's an emotion. So trauma. That that's that's important because. You can't see trauma. Mm-mm. You know, it's not like it's an eye injury. Or you it can, could be. It could be physical injury. You can go yeah. for f- you can go right. for physical checkup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it could be. I mean trauma could lead to physical injury. Yes, but the one we're trying to focus here is that there's some trauma that you can't see. Mm-hmm. If unless someone tells you, I went through something, you yes. can't really know that they've gone through trauma. And, and there can be yep. trauma that has been normalized. Yes. It looks like it's normal, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not normal. The first experience was traumatic, but yeah. then over the age, over the age, you know, It's you it's like this is a way of life. Right, right, this is right. how we live, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. So so trauma is is a disturbing what what was the definition? A disturbing experience. A disturbing experience. Yeah. And I'm sure listeners you've gone through a disturbing experience. Mm. Like like something that really disturbed yeah. you, something that bothered you, or a deep emotional wound that you're still you're still healing, and 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 so so listeners, if you can pause and think, what are some of the disturbing experiences in your life that you've gone through? Like what is it might not bother you now, but if you go back oh, and reflect oh, yeah. on your mm-hmm. many years, you yeah. know, back seventy years, thirty years, mm-hmm. ten years of your life, and 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 whether you've handled them or not, whether you've handled them, yeah, like can you write them down on a right. piece of paper and say what are these disturbing uh, experiences that I have gone through, and how did I deal with them? Yeah, what steps did I take to handle them? You know, uh, uh, because it's important. It is important because if you don't do that, then then we have the the story of Jude because you you have to yeah you have to create a way of coping with it and sometimes it's not a healthy not way healthy. of coping yeah. coping with it. So let me ask you though, um, if eventually now if I'm jumping the gun here, but if someone has dealt with it, uh-huh. do, do this does this do these experiences still linger? Do you think they still linger in their life? I, I think they do. I'm not. I'm not an expert in this. I think they do. I think that, not necessarily they do, but I think you have resources to handle them better yeah. when they come. Mm-hmm. So um, you might be able to recognize that's the trauma. So I need to do this. Mm-hmm. That's the experience I went. So I need to do that. The, why is this thing disturbing me? Yeah. Okay, so you can be able to recognize that this thing is just disturbing me because it's traumatized me. Right. So now that I know it's traumatized me. Now, how can I handle it? Because in life, stress will be there. Mm-hmm. Like transitions, you might end up transitioning again. You right. know, where you are right now, things don't work out. You know, you happy, happily ever, ever after you get a spouse and you, you decide to move, but the transition is rough. It's still rough, yeah. You know, so, but you will know that. Mm-hmm. Last time I did this, this didn't go well. No, this is what I did. Right. Now I can change. So you handle and you cope yeah. with it with it much better. Let, let, let me, can I, let yeah. me let me let me let me contextualize this right i i have interacted with a lot of young people mm-hmm. first generation second generation immigrants who um sometimes it feels as though the blame is on the parents of how they've either handled so dr karen our 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 our, our good friend whoop, whoop, dr karen dr karen <laughs> you know uh, and by the way dr karen is a good friend of ours she's a psychiatrist uh, uh, and um, if, you know we work with her in this situation someone that we refer people to and um, it's been just an amazing support system for most of and a good number of people that we have actually worked with her there. so anyway dr karen uh, was we were in one session with not a session but we were in um, 
he was he was she was conducting a conference or something like that mm-hmm. and she asked this question she said to the young people there were young people and there were parents there so the question she posed to the parents to the to the group was do you to the young people do you think your parents love you mm-hmm. and the response rate 100% of the survey was yes then she posed the same question to the parents do you think your children love you mm-hmm. and the parents responded 100% yes, yes. Then she followed up with a question and said, "Do you think your parents understand you?" Uh, the results or, dramatically dropped. Mm-hmm. The young people said, "We are, we believe our parents love us, but we don't think they understand, understand. us." Wow. And the parents also says, "We think our young people will uh, love us, but we don't understand them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't understand them." And she said, "That is where the misfit and the mismatch comes in and, she, and 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 out of that discussion I, and I'm using this example to usher in to say that if that understanding is not bridged mm. it creates a space to breed trauma yeah mm-hmm. right you both love each other you love your parents to death you love your children to death but you cannot stay in the same room for even 10 minutes without fighting yeah and i think i it's i think as it's safe to say that not 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 only for the kids that are born here yeah even i think gen, going back to yeah. kids that are if you're born and then brought here yes. i think it's the same concept it's the same concept there's a disconnect between how children relate to their parents uh-huh. you know and now why that's the that's the million the, dollar question that's the <laughs> you know, million right? dollar that's the million and, and how do we bridge that gap how do we bridge it and again we're not experts no, we're just no. here we're just reflecting we're deep dive deep diving yeah we're deep diving and reflecting so if you have answers and you think why mm-hmm. shoot us an email we will be keen to spare maybe the first five minutes next time to see some of the things on, along those yeah, lines yeah. but i think it's a question that i want you to think about mm-hmm. you know do you love your parents do you love your children do you love your spouse do you love each other and if you can say confidently yes then the question is do you think you both understand each other because if the if there are areas you feel like you don't understand each other if not addressed it can create and breed room yeah. mm-hmm. for trauma actually to do what to grow so one of the misunderstanding that i have had is that you know parents provide resources roof food and everything but not emotional you know not emotional touch you know that is one of the things our parents work so hard and they never home to be with us so what could be the misunderstanding but the parents would say is i'm trying to provide for exactly. you exactly i'm trying to provide so both of them are they doing something wrong ah no they're not doing anything no the parents feels their responsibility yep. to provide yep. and it's their role to do that mm-hmm. and they have to because these an immigrant parent probably one salary does not make it right maybe you know africans we 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 don't settle for two kids you go with four five six so yeah. your apartment two bedroom apartment cannot meet that you need to buy a building you know right. a, 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 a house, house. Yeah. you know so you have to work extra hard and in doing so so that you can provide the kids feel like i don't have time with my parents mm-hmm. i don't see them mm-hmm. and the parents want to provide that house yeah. so that you can all be comfortable so the kids feel neglected mm-hmm. And the parent feels like these kids don't understand that I'm working so hard yes. to provide for them. And for that parent is right. When they provide that phone, yes. that house, yes. they know they've done everything. Exactly. So if you sit down with the parent and say, "Okay, 
you're not doing i said no but i have bought a big house mm-hmm. i have bought them a phone you know yeah. so that's you know and then the conversation kind of ends there yes because now what do you, what else do you want uh-huh. and i've uh-huh. sat parents and say that what else do you want i've given you this i've given you that mm-hmm. you know and then you i should ask kids now what else do you want yes has the initial need been met probably not yes you know so the need probably was not the phone exactly the need was an emotional need yes. but it was met in form of a mm-hmm. of a phone and the parent thinks that they fulfilled that yeah. need and the kid maybe doesn't understand that mm-hmm. you know me i shouldn't be speaking because <laughs> no, I, no, i don't have children <laughs> no, no 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 but you but, you've, yeah. but, but just from from just experiences like like really can and this is a huge problem right now in our yeah. community it's a very huge problem mm-hmm. like like you and i we spend time and hours just trying to understand where this generation versus that that generation is coming from and and clearly that is a big trigger for the traumas that are currently in the society yeah yeah you know so v- listeners as in as you're listening to us you know as you listen to these what 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 are some of the the misunderstandings because we need to identify those misunderstandings so that we can be able to say okay how do we how do we address them mm-hmm. ne- let's go back to reflect to uh, our friend our friend neema rehema 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 yeah i lost my train of thought but 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 in 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 the story of rehema she highlights a story she shares with us she, she was bold enough to share with us and, and say that you know she 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 thought that the parents didn't understand or love her yeah but later on as she grew up she realized that how hard it was for them to even work because they couldn't speak the english mm-hmm. and how people looked down so you can imagine this father and mother who's dealing with a trauma at work or the, let, let me let me let me not even actually use Rehema story. Let me use my story. When we moved to this country, we got a job. My father and I. Mm-hmm. And we were working both at White Castle. Mm-hmm. First of all, you were working at White Castle. No, I'm thinking my father you you know, you you came from a place where he was working the government and then you went White Castle. Just what that does to the ego of a man. Yeah. And we're there working together flipping burgers. Mm-hmm. For me, it felt wrong. Mm-hmm. It wasn't comfortable just to see that I couldn't rationalize and reconcile that but what really used to hurt me most is when people could not understand my father like when someone makes an order and right. and and you you can see and listen and struggle through that and we're there working together like like just just seeing him trying to do everything he can to provide and me yeah. standing behind the, the man who's supposed to be the man yeah the father like Now that I'm looking back that 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 disturbed me. It dis- yeah. I never saw it as trauma like I, I don't even if I can call it trauma but but it disturbed me. It's a disturbing experience. It was a disturbing experience both for him and I'm sure it disturbed him. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and 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 for me like like in that state. Now then I get home I'm like that I need money for X. Right. Because he's still the father. Now think about what it did to him. Yeah. You know, now you've painted a good picture. He was a he had a I'm not saying Wenkas is not a good job but yeah. compared to what he probably did and coming here now you've you've brought about the transition you were talking about yeah. there's a language barrier yes. you know there's the the occupation barrier uh-huh. and now you're here with him uh-huh. as his his eldest son uh-huh. you know and he's probably one he probably wants to show you how to 
you know, to be a man. To be a man. Yeah. But then there's this other angle of him being, I mean, uh, people can be mean. Yeah. It's not, yeah. And you see that, now that to him as a father, you know, he's saying, he's probably thinking, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm being a failure. I'm why, not, why did I come to why this Why did country? I come here to be but, humiliated? So, but then you see, do the kids at home understand that? No. Do they see that? Do we see that story yeah. in the front lines? What we see is a dad who's come from White Castle and brought a new iPhone 11. Exactly. Exactly, right? But then, generally so, but also what the child wants is you to take some time off yeah and let's just sit at home you don't even have to do anything and they might not even know that yeah they might not even say that and Ezra, let me ask you a question though, now that you mentioned that did you ask your dad how he's doing at that time nah, man exactly. I, I, this is the first time i'm talking about exactly this so yeah i mean i mean i don't even know if i have consent for you to have this conversation <laughs> no, i might have to we'll bring a release <laughs> you to sign at home right okay. but then but what i'm saying is ezra do you th- what hypothetically speaking because you didn't ask him that mm-hmm. what do you think it would have made mm-hmm. what difference would it have made if you just asked him dad how are you doing or if if or just tell him dad it's okay i understand i mean at that age you probably couldn't I mean, myself exactly, i didn't even know exactly. what was going on what i'm saying is you you didn't ask because you didn't know yes and he didn't expect you to ask because but now that's where we are seated here yes. to say that kids you need to ask your parents how, how are they, you doing how was your day how was your day you know you know because then if you did if you asked him that he probably would have vented and said my son yes like, let me look you know i'm just you know it it opens up it, something for him it, to share it's not only parents right. who should carry that exactly. burden yeah. it is is is, not, is yeah. a younger as younger people yes also we have a responsibility to say you know just ask genuinely right. ask make your parents feel yeah. loved appreciated even though you might not understand yeah but be intentional about that and also parents mm-hmm. when you realize something disturbing you she's now I'm going to introduce another <laughs> educational term <laughs> <laughs> let's see but uh, <laughs> the educational term the word i want to introduce is called epigenetics Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we came to oh, reflect. I, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> warn me with that. You didn't warn me. <laughs> it's called, okay, you know, yeah. it's 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 a term that means you know how experiences of previous generations can affect who we are today. Right, right. Like right. the experience that my father went through mm. can be a, can can affect me because that's what he's going to hand down. Yeah. Right. So you know the 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 the. the 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 term is it's it's epi- epigenetics you know it's it's you might ask what it is but i was looking at this and it says like it's it's uh I, i'm reading now now this is that's why my capacity ended now now i'll have to read online <laughs> epi what epi- epigenetics <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> epigenetics you know right. it, it tells us about how certain lifestyle factors such as diet mm. stress and exercise can change the way your genes are expressed mm. so the extreme stress that you're going through because of transition the extreme stress you're going through because you're trying to provide for your family the extreme stress that you're going through because you 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 don't understand your parents and vice versa this this it tells science science shows that that uh, that that over a period of time under that stressful experience it can affect your genes 
So genetically, and we know these things are handed down genetically because we adopted these things from from genetics. It's interestingly that these changes appear to affect things like your health mm-hmm. and and disease and general well-being. So you can imagine. Wow. What that does. So Ezra, so what what you're saying is if I'm a parent yes. and I'm stressed, yes. all right? And then maybe this stress leads to hypertension yes. or obesity yes. or heart disease or diabetes. Diabetes. Yes. So je- it it has affected my genes. So yes. what this if I because I didn't deal with that stress exactly. and it has caused these health factors. Yes. It potentially yes it genetically might, genetically yes my child yes. will have the same health risks. So will be susceptible susceptible to a higher risk of that. Wow. You know why? Because I didn't deal with that disturbing, disturbing env- situation that I was in, experience that and I was in. Mind you, it's not physical at that point. No, it's well, emotional. It's emotional. Yes. So then it leads to serious physical illness. Wow. So so there is this notion that toughen up. Right. There's this notion of saying, you know, man up. There's this notion that be a man, you know. Yeah. And Ezra, man, because not just health, diabetes, even things like mental health, exactly. anxiety, depression, anxiety passed down to gen- gen- generations. Wow. So we're talking about some serious stuff. You know, we laugh about certain things that happened to us. Mm. You know, we listen to these stories of the guests who have come here. You know, we 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 ourselves you know how situations that maybe happened 20 years ago and they're disturbing you because you've never dealt with them mm-hmm. uh 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 you you might be in a state where you 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 think that um you're okay because you have a good job you're okay because you have a good you know a uh, car you've bought a house you know you're smiling you know everybody likes your photos on social media but there's something disturbing you Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're that is yeah. traumatic. That's yeah. trauma. Exactly. And when it continues for a prolonged period of time, now it becomes it can affect your genetics. Mm-hmm. And once it affects your genetics, it can be handed down to the next generation. Kenan, wow. I think we need to we, we need to pause and we need a reflection from the reflection. <laughs> this is powerful. This is, as I you say deep but this is yeah, but wow. And and that what comes to my mind also is as we were listening to Rehema speak the other yeah. time, mm-hmm. you know. You know, we we were talking about how she talked about her parents and we we I think we mentioned that podcast that you know there was a genocide. Yes. And they probably would have witnessed. She, she moved would, several yes, countries. Exactly. You know, as a refugee. Right. Mhm. So now the trauma that they carried, mm-hmm. you know, and they probably not dealt with. I'm just not. This is not that's the hammer. This is not hammer stories. No. We're just reflecting. Just reflecting. Like if, just re- if let's those, let's not even use. Let's say that someone who has gone through a war-torn experience, a war-torn experience right? Like being in a war zone. Yeah. The kids that like presently, presently, Afghanistan, Haiti, Afghanistan, you know, Afghanistan you know, right you know, now. What's going on? So yeah. th- that trauma, the historical yeah. trauma that exactly. goes through that, the kids that witnessed it, or exactly. the parents that are carrying it, exactly. it passed down. There you have it. Wow. So you 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 then then you know you love each other as a family, mm-hmm. but you don't understand each other. Don't understand each other. Because everyone is trying to deal with this trauma. The parent who the, the parent in Afghanistan right now is dealing with that trauma. Their child who's witnessing is right now is going to deal with it. They might get asylum in another country. That's the transition itself will be heavy for them. They get into that country. They try to settle in. Maybe English is a barrier. It becomes. Mm-hmm. 
then the child. It's just so much. And what we have to understand as human beings is that we have been built to be resilient, but there are so many things that are thrown at us. And we have to accept that those things are not easy and lighter things that are thrown at us. Israel. Wow. Let me ask you something. Have you heard of the term the American dream? I, I have. I have. I'm still dreaming about it. Right. But what's that? And what do you think that has done to us immigrants? Yes. And what it what it what it what it has done to to families? I, I think you it's know? destroyed us. Right. Because first of all, the American dream, I'm not American. Mm-hmm. Well, I am by naturalization. Right. But culturally, mm-hmm. my way of life, my being, the, I am I am not fully American. I am some tendencies of me. So it begins that concept of itself just does something to do with identity mm-hmm. like the american dream what about the human dream yeah just the human dream i just want to be a normal human being so you might have pressure for yourself to achieve a exactly. dream that has yeah. been defined that you don't even know what that dream is yeah right so i i, I think that has made people to try to attain certain things mm-hmm. depending on how they define that american dream mm-hmm. but then the question is that even their dream is that their dream yeah, yeah what's your dream yourself and what I know is, is, is the American dream is always tied to em- employment. Employment. Capitalist. So capitalist. You know, and so if 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 we as black people, mm-hmm. if we are out of a job, mm-hmm. we are losing the American dream. dream. So I, we, are, we are forced to keep a job, whether you like it or, or not, not. You, because you're chasing the American dream. But what I'm trying to say is just employment, now if you have to put the American dream in perspective and we, we can't get away, we can't do away with it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you just have to have employment because if you lose that job, mm-hmm. you're stressed. Yes. Because you're trying to, exactly. there's other ways you can define the American dream and achieve it yes. if that's what you're going for. Yes. You know, actually, I like what you're saying is even the concept of employment. Mm. There are people who are working in very toxic jobs Yeah. that the paycheck is not worth it. Right. Like, like the stress, the, the stress that you're bringing home it's more than the paycheck that you brought home. Right. It has long-term effects. So just being able to 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 do that. I, I think what I'll take from Ken and the question you asked is, how do we set our goals, our priorities, me as Ezra, you as Kenan, rather than saying this is the dream that society wants society. me to have? Like this is a dream. How? Let's let's get back to trauma. Let's get back to trauma, yeah. and, and 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 we're gonna start winding up because these reflections are just <laughs> not an hour long, <laughs> yeah, you know. Is, yeah, yeah. But 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 uh, but uh, you know. Again, see, I did, I, I did some research on this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I see. What are you gonna throw at us again, Israel? Go ahead. Doctor L. Cutty defines, says historical trauma. It talks about history. She, uh, they say that history is not about the past. It is about the present. Mm. Uh, I, I want to pause and reflect let, that. Let, let me s- history question. is not about the past. Mm. It's about the present. What do you think What do you think statement means? <laughs> can I go for a break? <laughs> <laughs> we can take a break. We can take he a said break. history is not about the past. Yes. It's about the present. Yes. So what 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 I can chew this is uh-huh. that you know it's not for me to dwell in the past. Uh-huh. 
because whatever I went through in the past uh-huh. has in a way shaped who I am. Mm-hmm. It has brought brought me to be a different person or not, but I shouldn't dwell there and sit there. I should focus on the present. Okay. What I can do now. What I can do now instead of what, what happened in the past. It, I like and that. and not not discounting what happened in the past uh-huh. because in a way it has shaped who you, who you are. are today. But you have the opportunity today Take to the, change to change basing on the lessons of the past. Past. But dwell in the present. I see we are we you know and and I, parents again. Let's let's go back to parents okay. now. I've had parents say that even my own parents I've had them say that you know I was Mm-hmm. I was. Now I, I used want to walk to, without shoes. Know, yes, I want you to. Mm-hmm. I want you. I used to do this. But that's that is not that's the past. Yes. The present is what whatever you have right now. What environment are you are right you now? Right now. What opportunities are there? Because granted what happened in the 60s cannot happen now. It's totally things, different. Principally right. but but the how. Yes. Things have changed. I've changed. Right? So expecting someone to live how you lived in the past of how we did things and in how, the past or how you handled or how you handle stress or situations in the it's past different is different it's different and see your deep man i didn't it's think deep. about it so that. you uh, you we should not i don't want to say use the word expect we should at least allow your kids mm-hmm. or allow your family uh-huh. as a family to kind of maneuver these ways that the present the present whatever is it is in the present yes because how if you ran 10 miles to deal with your stress yes. or you you are using cows to farm yes. that's not how your child is going to face the stress but, today but the principle could be that in the process of doing that work and doing this you're able to handle to that cope so with what that. is it that in the present that we to resources that your child can do rather than sit at home and close themselves in a room yes. that can help them you know engage right. with the distress that they're having right yes. now yes and additionally parents should understand what those things are what those things are but even them they need to understand them so i think i think right right I, you know we, i don't know where at the age we are right now you cannot be ignorant and say you cannot learn those things i, I think you know i, I want to be fair and say <laughs> we just need to have an open mind right because yeah. i think also again we talked about the even the parents are going through the trauma too exactly yeah so they themselves are dealing with their own mm-hmm. You know their their own issues. You were the firstborn. When you finished school, you had to pay for your siblings yeah. and for college. Right. And you had to work hard. If you didn't have that money, then you had your own, you have to start a family. You start a family. You have to get kids, and you know. But still, all this is being addition added to nothing is being taken away. Yeah. So you've mm-hmm. dealt with all that all over all, all your life. So the things that will manifest. Going back to that statement for me, history is not about the past. Yeah. It's about the present. I also think about what he says is that how you I mean principally agreeing with you how you handle the present today is what will determine how do I say this I think I'm lost history is not about the past it's about the present I think yours beat mine. <laughs> that concept was I think you lost me in that no, conversation. No, no, no. I had a thought that I had before but I've lost my trend of thought. Yeah. So historical trauma realizing that we've we have things from the past but we need to live in the present. To live in the present. It's you important know, because it's in, yeah. Because how you don't know how living in the in the past what new stress or uh-huh. new trauma it's going to bring right now. Right now. So I mean from today we're just we're just reflecting on this concept of 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 you know historical you know um not 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 historical but trauma in yeah. general you know experiences that 
distress us. And as a listener who's listening to us, we want to ask you a question. We want to ask you to to think about some of the adverse childhood experiences that you you went through. Israel, that is an, a whole new that's a whole a whole new session. Maybe session, maybe exactly. I think we should do that in the next one because that that in itself is what shapes a child and how they're going to grow. It's, it's mostly centered around their, their adverse childhood uh, uh-huh. experiences. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's deep. That's deep. That's deep in itself. And and I I I want to do it justice by you know giving it the time it deserves. Yes. yes. But yeah. So final fi- final final uh, final thoughts as it's 40 minutes we wanted to stay under 40 40 minutes but we kind of got carried away but listen, i think listen. we it's 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 what we it's we, it's needed as well we need to critically think about ourselves our society and the kids we are raising and the parents that are raising those kids i think being honest yeah. for me my parting shot is just being honest to yourself right having moments to pull back and reflect what is this disturbing me right when you feel something disturbing you don't just feel like, oh, how do I cope with it? You know, when I cope with it, I go to the gym, I go run, but but you're not really addressing what is this thing? What is the root of this thing? Why am I feeling my parents are buying me this? They're providing me this. They love me. Why am I still in feel? Why am I still feeling like they don't understand me? Yeah. Is it how I speak? Is it how I express myself? Is it how, you know, vice versa? Parents, I have provided. I have done. No, let me let me even just spouses, man. Those of us who are married, I'm married. You know, you know. It's 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 tough because in a, in a relationship, this someone who knows you, who sees you, who lives with you, who you know um, can call you out anytime, and they're rightly so because they see it all. But if you find yourself, if we find ourselves in our relationship, they are constantly toxic, posing and asking like, why why do I have a toxic relationship? What is this that is causing that toxicity? and extended distress and how is that affecting me you don't want to be driving from work and you get to the parking lot to just sit in the car for a while because you you're revering getting to that house because that is an expression that there's a deeper problem that needs to be addressed so my parting shot is really like there's a lasting consequence to this that can be handed down generations and epigenetics is a real thing Mm. You know, it can affect our physical health from our emotional distress that we face and we go through. So, hey, guys, take care of yourselves. Do the physical checkup. Uh, you know, we're still working yeah. on that. But uh, on top of that, doing all that, ensure that you, you know, you, you're, you're true to yourself. Right. Be true to yourself. Yeah. Be true to yourself. Don't live in the past, but use the past experiences to shape who you become and be a better person in the future. You know, I, I'll just continue with what you're saying is that I think once you've understood and you've gone through that, uh, you've uh, introspectively looked at your yourself. I think allow yourself to be vulnerable. I yes. use that term, but it's very important. Is yes. I think we need to allow ourselves to be vulnerable, be vulnerable to know and understand those the trauma that you've gone through, mm-hmm. and willing to share it, mm-hmm. share that experience, mm-hmm. and work from it. So I think I'll just knowing that we can be vulnerable and we can seek help. And I think in the next episode we probably will give listeners you know the practical now we said we the parents don't understand each other uh, the children the children and the parents now how do we what's the process of understanding each other as we close you know it's so easy to talk about these about other people and stuff so i'm gonna part on this shot you're yeah. gonna part it on this shot yeah. as vulnerable as you can be mm-hmm. what is an experience you're asking me. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> 
Cosmo, that, we're talking about infections. The amazing <laughs> truth podcast. <laughs> Now, I think it's important for us to share that, you know. Oh, like, we, on, <laughs> you don't have to share the most vulnerable one. But one thing that you know that probably. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that you are the guest today right? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you, you gladly accepted that <laughs> <laughs> no i mean uh i i won't sh- i think there's okay i'll i'll share moments of vulnerability yes. that i that i've had i think i'll put it back to where i you know in let me say counseling mm-hmm. like marriage counseling mm-hmm. that was those are moments of vulnerability for me because i wanted this person that i'm getting married to mm-hmm. to understand who i am mm-hmm. so those moments were very vulnerable for me. Another one that I think it's because it's already out there it's the um, when you were talking about the trauma we went through. Mm-hmm. I think that that was difficult mm-hmm. but I know I had to get to that point of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I just awesome. kept it simple. Well. That that one that you you kept it simple. I think something that um well, ha- let me ask you Ezra now what is your your most vulnerable moment? I, I wouldn't say most okay. but but I say what Give I, us an example of a vulnerable moment. I think a vulnerable moment for me is um I think I think vulnerable moment for me was to accept that I needed to actually uh see a counselor. Mm. I mean, you know, growing up where I knew that and I probably actually I don't think even family be like you 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 see one you've seen one but I think that um and I'm not a kind of counselor before marriage right. talking about like, you know, after going that the, the health challenges that my 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 spouse my wife has gone through and stuff mm-hmm. i realized caregiver burnout is real mm-hmm. but you know at first i didn't know what it was that was just hitting me left right so i found myself being irritable finding myself being annoyed for myself just being rude and and said you need you know something is off you know something is off what's going on and and it was hard for me but getting to that space and place to say you know what you're right i need to actually pause and step in and see if this is that was that was humbling for me yeah you know so acknowledging that something is disturbing me but i and now i look back and realize it's a burnout yeah it was the burnout of just caregiver caregiver mm-hmm. but i'm in a good space when it yeah, comes course, i know yeah, what yeah. it does i know how to handle that and all those things i, I can do better but it's been a, it's been that yeah, that yeah, and i can feel it is that even speaking about that that's a moment of vulnerability for you it is even here just right just now. this so, so, you so, know and, and yeah. thank you for sharing you know they say um from from coming from a therapist i mean that's brave of you to admit that as an african, as an that, african. Is, that is strong and brave for you to admit that we got to start changing saying that, that change the vulnerability is the greatest should be the greatest strength yeah. of humanity yeah yeah because many it's times not weakness, it's man. not a weakness no being vulnerable to the right space and the right place is a strength. There you have it listeners. Uh can and put me uncomfortable a little bit and did vice versa but we're just going to yeah. be honest, be real, we want to reflect and talk about these issues. If you have any thoughts, ideas, be sure to like, subscribe and yeah. send us a message so that we can be able to reflect on those thoughts too as yeah. we build on uh these reflection moments yeah. in this yeah. season. Exactly. And as I wanted to say that um we it's not if you are, if you want to come to the podcast reach out to us reach out to us we may not know who you are who you are. just reach out to us exactly. and we'll bring so that brings us to the end of this episode of the amazing truth podcast thank you for listening to this episode of the amazing truth podcast we hope you were blessed as you listened don't forget to share like and subscribe 
God bless you and see you on the next one.